Hi, it's Ramesh Uni again with this week's installment of Mini Cones. This episode covers chapters 27 to 30 of Many Cones by Steve Lestina. The next important people I would like to introduce in Steve Lestina's life are a couple, Regis and Ra McMahon. Aunt Ra is Mr. Lestina's sister. She is loving and sweet. Uncle Reg is obviously a class act, as you would expect from anyone who got past Mr. Lestina to date his sister. They are both always ready to share a drink, tell a story, or just sit around with us enjoying whatever occasion has brought us together. I think their impact on the book falls under the obvious category, especially Uncle Regis. Lucky for us, their impact on those that love hearing about the history of Steve Listina is still ongoing. Chapter 27 begins with Gina trying to relax on a Saturday morning. She can't sleep, so she quietly begins her morning with her children and her husband asleep. She makes breakfast, which brings her family downstairs. Her husband begs her to join them for the day, but circumstances lead to her family leaving without her. She decided to leave the garage door open to air out the garage. She spends the remainder of the morning cleaning up and then heads upstairs for a long bath. She spends 30 minutes just relaxing. She is pulled out of her reverie by the phone ringing. Although she did not hurry out to answer, she decided to end her bath. As she gets herself together, she hears the garage door close. She goes downstairs and finds Ricardo Morales and Richard Sparn, and she begins to scream. Chapter 28 opens at the Detective Bureau. The entire department is there and abuzz with activity, in anticipation of the break Grandisha had predicted. Ray had everyone again poring over the details of the two murder cases. They get a tip from a high school student about Morales and Sparn acting like gangsters over the last few weeks. They decide to watch the Morales house, as police would not be welcome in his neighborhood. Grandisha and Margie decide to head to the Sparn house. Chapter 29 starts on the morning before Richard and Ricardo go to Gina's house. Mrs. Sparn is feeling better about Richard after his phone call to them the evening before. She straightens up his messy room and cleans his clothes while he sleeps. She finds another index card that reads, Lawyer's Bitch, with an address. She puts it in her apron. After cleaning, she goes down to the kitchen to find her husband who is reading about the murders. They debate how teenagers could ever become murderers. Eventually, Richard comes down and then leaves. A short while later, their doorbell rings. They are greeted by Ray Grandisha and Margie Grank at the door. The Sparns usher them into the home. Ray and Margie ask to speak to Richard and are told that he has left. They ask about Ricardo Morales, who the Sparns say they have never met, but Richard's mother says that he may have called their home. Mr. Sparn asks what has happened, and Ray and Margie navigate their questions, trying to get information without raising any suspicions. Mrs. Sparn reflects on her son's changes in behavior, but then changes the topic to Richard's basketball career. She offers to show them the trophies in Richard's room, warning them about the mess. They willingly follow her to inspect the room. Mr. Sparn is more reserved and is growing suspicious of why the police are there. Grandisha feels that something is off in Richard's room. Ray learns that Mr. Sparn does have shotguns on further questioning also. Eventually, they are invited to have coffee in the kitchen. Grandisha then tells them that they are concerned that the Morales kid may be involved in the murders. Ray tells them that they really just need more information on Morales. As he goes to refill his coffee, he sees the index cards that Mrs. Sparn had left near the coffee pot. He asks Mrs. Sparn where the cards came from, and she tells Grandisha that she got them from Richard's pocket. She then shows them the card found earlier that morning. Once Ray sees that, he calls the station and mobilizes his force. 
He calls Regis Kahane and gets Gina's address and phone number. She does not answer the phone. He then tells the Sparns that Richard is involved in the murders and asks where he is. They do not know. Once the police arrive, he instructs them on how to proceed. Ray and Margie rush off to Gina's house. Chapter 30 begins with Richard going to pick up Morales after leaving his home. They share their frustrations with their families. Then they head off to Gina's home. Sparn realizes that he does not have the index card anymore. They find their way from memory and find the garage door open. Richard decides to park in the garage. They enter the home after closing the garage. They hear Gina upstairs and follow the noise to the stairway. They see Gina who then screams. She runs to the kitchen and grabs a knife. Sparn and Morales follow her into the kitchen and laugh at her efforts to protect herself. Gina screams again but realizes that no one can hear her. Gina feigns stabbing them and runs past them into the bathroom where she locks the door. The boy starts slamming into the door. Gina fights panic and decides she will need to defend herself. Things become quiet and Gina considers her best options. Suddenly she hears Morales yell, Maricon, as they slam the coffee table into the door, smashing it open. Gina readies herself for her assailants. She thrusts both knives forward at a shape in the doorway and feels them stab into a couch cushion, which is then used to force the knives out of her hands. Morales steps in and slaps Gina's face, who then collapses. He drags her out by her hair. She continues to fight, but then is punched by Morales. Sparn goes and gets the knives. Gina succumbs to their physical assault and decides to just do what was needed to stay alive. Sparn tears open her shirt and cuts her bra away. Gina reacts by kicking Sparn in the balls and tries to get away again. She is unable to, and out of anger, Sparn slashes Gina's breasts with a knife. Gina screams. Wow, this is getting really good. Stick with us as we find out how this amazing story ends. Thanks for listening to Mini Cones.